Welcome to the Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Hani Rambot. I'm here with my co-host, Austin, and we have Derek Lunsford back in the studio. Derek? What's up, man? What's going on? Seen you a couple weeks ago. I know. Well, about a week and a half <laughs> yeah. ago, to be exact. <laughs> yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yes. It's a great weekend. Yes. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about Pittsburgh today. We're going to talk about a little updates from Derek. You have been very busy, my friend. Dude, been- nonstop. Yeah. I'm somewhere every week. Yeah. Sometimes two places a week every week <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about where you've been uh you were up in st louis mm-hmm. you were up in i think was it michigan or minnesota it was we go back if we go back to uh their arnold classic in march I was there then i was in georgia then i was in germany mm-hmm. and then uh st louis pittsburgh michigan well i know that when we spoke in mm-hmm. you were in st louis mm-hmm. and i had just got back from italy yeah, and you were up right. there. We FaceTimed. You were at the S2 event. Mm-hmm. So at yeah. the S2 event in St. Louis, and they had a new supplement superstore there right. um, that sells Evigen, and you were doing an appearance. They have a 5,000 square foot facility. I saw it on FaceTime. It looks amazing. Super cool. Yeah, very nice. Very clean, modern, up-to-date, great products. Awesome. Had a little smoothie while I was there. Yeah. A little smoothie, <laughs> yeah. A, little, a little fruity smoothie. That's right. <laughs> no, it was a great turnout, man. Huge event. It was a big barbecue, right? Yeah, huge. Yeah. Yeah, which by the way, I will be there. For those of you that are listening in the St. Louis area, I will be there July 22nd. Back up in, uh, I'll be, I don't know exactly which store I'll be at. I don't know if I'm going to be at the exact same store, but I am going to be up there for S2. So if you're in the St. Louis area and you're going to be around in the middle of summer, I'm sure it's not going to be hot. It's not going to be humid. (laughs) (laughs) Just being being sarcastic, but uh, but it's going to be fun. So I'm um, trying to get together with my my buddy Andy Fursella up there, um, jump on and do another podcast uh, with him, and then also go out to his stores, which are the supplement superstores. And so if you're interested in trying out samples of Evigen, I'm going to be there for Evigen at, at the at the booth. Um, I don't know. Are you going to be? You're not going to be there, right? You're not planning on be there. No, I'm trying to wind it down a little bit. I'm going to be going out to. No, but you were. What were you? Oh, that's right. You were. You were doing an appearance, and then you ended up being. Well, I was at the. Uh, yeah, at the NPC Midwest Jack Jatone. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. That's Which what you were was doing. a huge turnout too. By the was way. it? Shout out to them. Yeah. Huge. They must have not known you were there. No, I think they ever thought somebody else was coming. <laughs> at, at what stage do you guys start to kind of wind down things as far as just like for progress sake or prep wise usually like about 10 or 12 weeks out we try to oh, okay. shut it down and so we're far enough out we got plenty of time but i think what he's alluding to is the fact that he's been so busy that when you're out constantly even if yeah. it's off season yeah it's hard to be able to get all the meals in because mm-hmm. you're traveling to get all the rest in because you're traveling to get all of the really good you know the really good high level workouts in because you're using gyms that are yeah. probably not you're not accustomed to in the time when progress is usually made you know, yeah. off season. Yeah. Like things are good right now. Like training's good. You know, I've, I've made improvements, solid improvements since the Olympia, but I really want to get into my own routine at yeah. home, my own gym and be able to just really crank up the training, yeah. you know, over these next couple months. For yeah. Sure. So that's what he's been talking a lot about. And I think we, we had a conversation a couple of days ago about anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how to try to control that because you're always looking to be better. And I felt like this was a topic that I do want to touch on because so many people have anxiety. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, not just bodybuilders that maybe take stimulants or it's a hormonal thing, but it's just in general in today's society. And I think a lot of that has to do with 
you know, social media. Mm-hmm. I think that social media brings a lot of that. I mean, being that you're the social media <laughs> uh, person out here on this table. I mean, what do you think about that? You have to learn to disconnect from it. If you're reviewing it as a business, um, there's the, the thing is, is like, there's, Yes, it's causing a lot of problems mental health wise from just comparing yourself to everybody. That's kind of more of what the, the the average person is dealing with is just the constant comparison of like, oh, I'm I don't look like this person. I don't have the car this person has, anything, and they don't understand what reality is, and you're only seeing somebody's highlight reel. So yeah, when you're just looking at that, it's going to cause a lot of um, I would say you know anxiety, but also just like depression from just like not being where you want to be. I feel like the anxiety kind of comes into play when you are in that category of being an influencer or in that kind of genre of where a lot of people are looking up to you to constantly be on your A game, constantly put out creative content, be very, very, very consistent. And then you don't really feel like you can have kind of downtime to just kind of have a normal life. Like there's definitely, you know, some people look at it like, oh, if you're an influencer, it's an easy job or anything like that. I kind of see both sides of it. There every there's difficulties in every category. But when you are in that, there is a kind of certain 24-7 on kind of that you need to have in a way. And, uh, I think that that can be one of the things that causes a lot of anxiety is just, it's always in the back of your head of like, do I need to be documenting this thing I'm doing? What I want what content do I need to put out tomorrow? Unless you kind of shift into a, a way of being able to look at it as a business and structuring out your days, planning your content, having it more like disconnected from you. If that makes sense, like the social media as an outside entity that you're just managing and not viewing it as like your personal page where people are judging you. I think, you know, even if you can disconnect, because anxiety can come from different places, yeah, right? And I think it, even if you can disconnect from the comments or comparing yourself to somebody else in your mm-hmm. position or whatever, I think um, myself, for example, um, when we were talking the other day on the phone, my anxiety sometimes has come from me feeling like I'm not doing enough. Yeah. Whether that's I'm not training enough. I'm not putting up enough numbers in the gym or, okay, uh, I'm not posting enough or I'm not going here, there and everywhere enough, or I'm not, you know, making enough calls or just whatever it is that I'm trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. that good isn't good enough kind of mentality. It can drive you far in life, but also if it's, if it's really affecting you mentally, it can also hold you back at times too. Mm -hmm. So we were talking on the phone the other day about finding balance mm-hmm. in all of this, working hard and, and pushing forward, but also being able to just have some sort of calmness and, and patience along the way. Yeah. And that comes from content, right? You have to also be somewhat content with what you've done. And if you're able to do that, then it'll also, the, the flames of that intensity that kind of make your skin and kind of crawl and your blood broil when you go, well, I gotta, I gotta go do this. I gotta do this. And there's different ways of looking at it. As an athlete, you're looking at it saying, okay, am I doing enough for business because I'm going to start prep soon? And am I going to be able to get every, you know, everything that I need to in before the prep starts? Because that window, when that window closes, it's a similar for me too. When that window of off-season closes for me, that means now I have to lean into more of my prep with my athletes because you're going to be dialed, getting dialed in. you got Chris getting dialed in you have hottie now you know also in the, behind the scenes getting everything refinished with his visa and everything else and um all of those things have different levels of anxiety for everyone especially with me i've been able to manage it to some degree um i think pretty well and now more than ever uh, i've been able to to handle those things because i compartmentalize them into what is the priority right now because if you try to prioritize everything as an A, 
you're going to end up, it just, you're going to have a lot of missteps. But if you turn around and say, okay, well, right now due to times, it's almost like taxes, right? If you were able to kind of get ahead of it, your receipts and you're trying to get all those things put together ahead of time, you're going to be able to put a little bit of time in all the way up into that April 15th date instead of trying to do it the night before. And then you're trying to put everything together and then you're going to really freak out and then it won't be really done right. And then you're also going to be just, you know, upside down. But if you're able to put time towards something and be able to say, well, what am I doing here? I'm trying to work on these different projects. Your sense of anxiety came from, okay, I'm doing so many appearances. Am I not doing enough work in the gym? Right. And I had to come back and say, no, you are. Now, could you do a little bit more? Yes. And that's when we're going to start after Pittsburgh, because I'm going to see you. We're going to get some good training sessions in. You got some good training sessions with me and Chris and, and the whole lot over there. Yep. got to see Seth. That was awesome. Yep. But what it does is it motivates you because you saw the other competitors as well. So it kind of reignites. Absolutely. So, but what needs to happen is then you've got to put the game plan together and say, okay, well, if I can tighten up my diet, be able to get the meals in, cause maybe I'm averaging four to five solid meals, but I need to go to five solid plus a shake so that I can turn around and do that. Or if I'm getting six hours of sleep, I need to push it to seven to eight. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure I'm hydrating with at least four to six liters of water a day. Mm -hmm. All of these little things all add up. So when you're doing all of these things, you have to prioritize them. And if you know that you've made some huge, in your case, huge strides in the last two years with the business sense of this, mm -hmm. then you don't have to go, well, have I been lazy for the last couple of months because I've been focusing so much on just appearances instead of appearances plus some of the other, these other personal businesses that you were working on. Right. Right. So as we go in and we say those personal businesses are good because they're, those plans are putting, you're putting together, they're going into effect, but they're not going to go into effect in three months. It could be something that you're working on now that after the next Olympia, then you can start working on making sure that make, you know, you're setting the stage right. now to be able to, to really drive them home right after the show. Or, Hey, if it's, if it's clothing related, let's say you're doing clothing drops, but you know, the window for clothing and the eyeballs on your personal clothing brand is during the Olympia. Well, then you have a smaller window that needs to be done. All those things need to be dialed in for your merch getting ready for the Olympia because during the Olympia prep, that's when it's important, not after the Olympia prep. So that's how you got to prioritize things and say, okay, what's really, really important. Or if you start, you still keep getting calls all the time on doing appearances in different cities. Yep. And that's now where you were very open to it in the beginning of the year. Now you got to turn around and start shutting that down yeah. and saying, okay, you know, yeah, that's a good bit of money that they're going to offer me, but I got to stay home because at the end of the day, we love that saying at the end of the day, <laughs> you need to look good on stage. Yeah. So I got to stay home and I got to balance that out. Yeah. But we are, we all want it all. We all want it now. Don't exactly. we? Exactly. <laughs> you do. How do you, how do you balance the, uh, the, the family dynamic of that? The, the, the that was actually something I was about to bring yeah. that up too. We're talking about bodybuilding and the business and getting here and going there. And, and then the one aspect that we're not even talking about is your own personal life, yep. your own home life. Because I, I know that we we're just I have really a wife at home. Yeah, because I know that we were talking um, mm -hmm. right after the Olympia. I, I I think it was like the next morning you were doing cardio. We were just talking, and you were talking about how you know Jelson was like a, a scene, like buckled down, pushed through all that stuff with you, everything. 
And, uh, but w when you're going through all that in prep and then you have a little break and then you're straight into a bunch of appearances, all that kind of stuff. Do you, do you have a downtime where it's like, we're going to go on a trip or do you have like specific, like what, how do you manage that? Cause that's, Oh yeah. Next week we're going on a little cruise. Hey, there you go. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Actually it's a, uh, it's funny. Hani called me, um, what was it, like two months ago? And you're like, Hey, how's things going? I go, everything's really good. And, and he could tell I was worked up about what we just talked about, all the mm -hmm. business stuff and the bodybuilding. Yeah. And he goes, you know, how's life at home? And I was like, well, you know, I, th to be honest, like it's kind of, you know, if I'm, if I'm hundred percent honest, kind of put that on the back burner a little bit. He yeah. goes, Hey man, you got to get your crap together. Yep. And I was like, what? He said, dude, take your girl, take your wife on a vacation. I said, out of anybody in this world, he should be the one that's mm -hmm. telling me, no, go here, do more. Blah, blah. And he's like, no, 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 you need to have balance. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, you're so right. And so we, uh, we booked a cruise for awesome. next week. We're we've never done a cruise ever. And so we're just, we're really excited about that. It's like a four or five day cruise. Disney cruise. He's going to hang out with the guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not a Disney cruise, but, uh, which that, that does sound pretty cool though. I don't know. I'd be down for that. I've been to a Disney cruise. Did you? Was it, it, was it, it, cool? it was good. I mean, Cameron liked it, Children yeah. but you everywhere. have a lot of, exactly. Uh -oh. <laughs> you got a lot of yeah. kids everywhere. Gotcha. So if you have a child, mm -hmm. great, but would I go on one? Yeah. No. <laughs> By yourself. By yourself. Like, just Hani shows or up. Me and my, yeah. Or me and my, yeah. That's, that's concerning. That's, like, I don't that's think very concerning. He's going to get you put on some list. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would definitely recommend it for those that have kids mm -hmm. that are very, especially if you're after like five, six years old, mm -hmm. right, right in that time. It, mm -hmm. A little bit, if they're a little too young, it might be a little too soon, but the pool on those mm -hmm. non- you know, no, I got to stay away from the pools. From the pool, no water stay. parks, no pools, yeah. no slides there. Yeah. Come you on. You in those water parks. Sunscreen man. also. Yeah. Sunscreen. No, I'll be, uh, I'll be waking up, hitting yeah. the gym and hitting the buffet. And, and they usually chilling. actually have, depending on which crew, which ship it is, they usually actually have some really good gyms. Yeah. They have some really good gyms. And then they have, the, it's, we call it the floating buffet because mm -hmm. we have so much food. <laughs> It's so much. I used to go on these cruises a lot. With I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to get my steps in by going from one buffet to the next. Exactly. And then I'll go back to my room and then wake up the next do day. Do you guys discuss anything about that for vacations? Do you have any advice you give athletes if they are going on a vacation? Do you have anything you tell them depending on what time of the year it is? Yeah. Just don't try to commit sodium suicide. Yeah. You know, yeah, try to right. be careful uh, on that because when you're out there, you get dehydrated being yep. in the sun, whether you're doing excursions, whether you're at the beach, whether you're at the pool then you're not drinking enough water. Then what happens is you're having tons of sodium because there's a lot of food mm. and it's just very sodium based. So you got to be really, really careful with that. And uh, when I used to go with Ronnie, he would always have a structured, you know, he'd have a steak and potato and mm. he would just always have, during the sit down dinners, he would always just say, hey, um, make me a steak and potato. Like, <laughs> like, like it was Outback, out you know? <laughs> and so- uh, and then he would, we'd go back to the midnight buffet mm -hmm. and then he would get something. And then sometimes he would, he would get a little extra, like mm -hmm. some kind of dessert sometimes, but not very often, but he was just always just into eating a little bit more of the clean mm -hmm. food. Cause he didn't, he wasn't a big, you know, cheater. He didn't like sit there and eat pizza or yes. do anything like that. He wouldn't eat garbage. That's and, what I'm looking forward to. Just eating some clean food, feeling good, relaxing, still getting some workouts in and just spending time with my wife. Yeah. To be honest with you, we really need this time. And, you know, everything is great at home. It's just, I think we need some specific time where we're not at home. We're not on a 
trip for bodybuilding or business. Well, some bad stuff um, like yeah. happened because of the timing. That's how that conversation went. Oh yeah, because it was birthday parties. Yeah, right? that didn't happen, or the, I guess it was. Or you weren't. It was her thirtieth birthday party, which was in St. Louis. Right, and then in in Pittsburgh at the Pittsburgh Pro was my thirtieth birthday. That's right, and so we missed both weekends. Oh yeah, and I was telling him like, like what he's are like, you doing? I was like, oh, I was like, she said it was okay. I'm like, no, and he's like, no, that does that does not mean it's okay. No. Hide the knives. Hide the like, knives. That's like I'm ordering food. Do you want anything? No, I'm okay. That doesn't mean that. Yeah. You order extra food. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So, yeah. It's, it's showing my true colors out yeah. there. Oh geez. All right. Well, cruise. Cruise will be nice. Yeah. No, I'm really excited. Yeah. The cruise is going to be really nice. You're going to be able to take a cruise. You were Caribbean, right? Yeah, I don't know if it's Bahamas, Caribbean, something like that. I Honestly, I don't care. The Bahamas are in the Caribbean, by the way. Okay, well, we're going we're somewhere with water. That's all he knows. <laughs> I'm probably not even, I'm not even gonna get off the boat. Yeah, probably. I'm probably just I'm just there to spend time with her. Is it? I don't care. That's it. Get off the boat. Get off the boat. Yeah. When you go to a, a port, <laughs> get off the boat, walk around, do a little. So this is what we talk about. You ask what we talk about. This is what we talk about. Yeah. yeah. Go ha go have fun. Go yeah. have fun. Find an excursion. <laughs> yeah. Go because you'll out. be better. You'll be better yeah. in mindset for a yeah. prep or whatever you're focusing on. If you have that solid foundation, and you guys have some time to reconnect and kind of because mm -hmm. obviously during a prep, it's it's tough being a spouse during a prep too. Definitely a lot of stuff that you have to kind of go through. And I think she deserves the medal. Of the award. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. Jelson's an angel. Yeah, she, she does a great job. She does a great job. I think that the other thing that we want to go about talking about is like, let's continue this conversation about this whole dynamic with anxiety, because I feel that not just the athletes, but people in general, right? Like the whole premise of anxiety is when somebody gets worked up and it could be relationships, it could be coworkers, it could be any of those types of things. It could be looking at social media that basically enables you to, think to a point where you create anxiety because you may not think that you're not where you're supposed to be. And that doesn't mean even an athlete. This is one of the reasons why we say stay, stay off social media during, during prep, right? Because someone's going to go out and put some magic pictures on there and you're gonna be like, okay, am I mm -hmm. not, am I too lean? I need to stay bigger. I'm not big enough or I'm not lean enough or this and that because you see somebody post something, you know, a progress picture up and you're five weeks out and you're just like, cause you're going to get in your own head. Mm -hmm. That happens a lot when it comes to competitors. So number one, if you're a competitor, don't do that. Don't, if, you, if you're doing the USAs or you're doing the nationals, if you're a guy, you, you're a girl, anything that, and you follow other people within your class, don't look at that because that doesn't mean that they're going to go there and win because they might look good in one photo or one reel. So stop that because you're going to end up creating so much anxiety for yourself that you're going to end up creating a detriment to your own program. So you might create a mess step when you were going down the right road. Mm -hmm. So I know Seabum talked about it when he was on that he turns off his phone. Um, he basically blocks out a ton of different things that he just normally wouldn't do. When he goes on YouTube, he watches a lot of car stuff and a lot of other things that he's interested in outside of bodybuilding. I recommend that highly. Um, what do you do? Actually, I do the same thing. I like to watch other stuff that's not just bodybuilding related. I like to know what's going on in the bodybuilding scene, stuff like that. That's cool too. It's motivating. But yeah, like, um, I would agree with you, not looking at your competitors and things like that and just always thinking about them. That's very important. Staying in, if you are going to be on social media, like Instagram or YouTube, whatever, like it's great to post your own stuff, but just that's kind of part of staying in your own lane is just stay on your own page. Comment back to the people that are commenting to you if you want. But, um, 
just uh, I know we've talked about it over the last two preps is is um, monitoring your watch time, like or whatever your yep. phone time, the, mm-hmm. the, how much time you spend on your phone. Yeah. Your iPhones actually will tell mo- you every week. Yeah, and and there's times where I'm like, oh no, it's like not getting out of, out of hand. He goes, well, we'll see what what t- how much time are you spending? He's like nine hours. You're on your phone. I'm like, oh shoot. Yeah, mine's like sixteen hours. I'm like, oh no. Yeah, yeah but he, you get paid for it, so yeah. it's a little bit different. <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so so I'm like, oh, he's like, yeah, back that off. For mm-hmm. real, like, and um, and I think it actually does something physically too to you when you got your phone in your face like this all the time. It does. Mm-hmm. So that that blue light mm-hmm. and stuff, I really, f- I honestly feel physically worse the more I'm on my phone, mm-hmm. even in the off season, but especially during prep. But yeah, going back to what you said, like what what Chris does, Seabom, he watches other like car stuff. I like to I like to watch other shows too, but um. What show, what do you watch besides bodybuilding stuff that you're on there? To be honest, it's, it's like different every year. This past year I was watching, I was watching, um, Anthony Bourdain. Uh Remember him? Yeah. The different series of him. I just, for some reason when, when I'm, I I, I feel like, no, 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 I feel sheltered at home sometimes. So like, like when I'm in my prep, because it's just like, okay, I wake up, I do my cardio. I'm I'm at home. I eat a few meals, catch up on some work, go to the gym and train, come home, do my other cardio and pose. And that's it. Yeah. I like, I'm at home. I'm at the gym. I'm at home. I'm at the gym. That's all I do. So I'm like, man, I want to like go somewhere. I want to mm-hmm. be out there. And so I'm like living vicariously through these travel guys, mm-hmm. you know, like I really like Anthony Bourdain. I think he was amazing. Mm-hmm. And so I love his show. And like, I really like to watch, watch that one. So I get to go to like the Philippines where my, where my <laughs> wife is from, or I get to go to like this other country and like experience it through him and his, you know, time there. So that makes sense. Yeah. So like. what is it? Where do you want to go to? I'd love to just see all the world, man. No, but what's your top three um, right now? Like, I, like, like yeah, for no, example, like if um, you could go somewhere on a vacation that would last a week or two, where would you go? I'll give you several. I definitely would love to go to like Mexico would be really quick and easy. It's very close, but like Brazil, mm-hmm. Brazil is somewhere I'd always want to come visit. Um, I think Spain sounds cool. I would like to see Spain. I'd like to see Italy. Especially after you went to Italy the other day, Italy is great. Yeah, I think actually, Seabum's uh, are right now. Oh, so yeah. yeah, yeah, he he loves it. He went to um, where's he at right now? I think this morning he was in uh, Lake Como. Really? And he would, you know, and he's like, it's it's funny because same thing. He likes to go places, mm-hmm. but then he doesn't like to hang out in the cities. Yeah, so, like Rome is great, mm-hmm. but he's like Lake Como, the Amalfi Coast, which is the smaller towns. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, if you haven't seen Lake Como, it's yeah. absolutely beautiful. I haven't been there personally. Yeah but I might go this summer just because I have to take another trip. And the, uh, the area is, is absolutely amazing. But for those that have never been to Italy, you got to start with Rome yeah. and do the Vatican, do the Colosseum, do a bunch of different, he, different he's all things. about Italy now. Uh, yeah. well, Aren't you going back again? Yeah. Yeah. Just for personal. Yeah. But no, let me finish. I got other places. Hey, tell I'm going to go everywhere. But let me ask, <laughs> go ahead. But, but, but um, tell me, where you'd want to go on vacation. Oh no, these are the places I want. Oh, you want to go on vacation. You're not saying I'm not going to go I there. I just want to go see. Because the last time you're like, I want to go to Brazil, but let's do a seminar, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always thinking bodybuilding. I know. You always like, but that's the thing. You got to yeah. like, stop thinking about bodybuilding first. Like second. anywhere, like, okay, let me start on this side of the world. Uh, like I said, Mexico, Brazil, Puerto Rico, D- Dominican Republic. Um, those places sound cool. I think that, um, like I said, Spain, Italy, um, I heard India is crazy, but that's more bodybuilding. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would love to check out a lot of the Asian countries too. Like um, definitely like Korea, 
South Korea, that is. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah. um, I don't know, I think Japan might be pretty cool. And um, obviously the Philippines, I love going to the Philippines. My wife- Where was, have you gone, Manila? Uh, Cebu area. Okay. That's where she, yeah, her family's over there. And then um, I think like Thailand or like Bali would be really cool. Mm -hmm. Probably meet Andre over there, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Andre's second home is in Bali now. And then of course, Dubai. I think it, Dubai would be- It's sick. like, he does the golden triangle. He goes Dubai, Bali- and he ends up going to uh, Ibiza. So maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just do like a trip with him. Yeah. I'm just going to call him up like, hey, Andre, we're going to go to, like, <laughs> we're going to do a tour, a vacation tour. He loves it there. But Nicholas, one of our athletes is based out of there too. He, oh, is that right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's out there. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I was supposed to go there for my honeymoon and to Bali. And then, yeah. and then Farinaz ended up getting pregnant right away. Um, and then she ended up getting such a bad um, morning sickness that yeah. she couldn't fly. So oh, we ended up having shoot. to cancel our, our trip. So, 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 noti there. so notice that I picked all the warm areas around yeah. the world. <laughs> I'm not really interested in going to like Iceland. No, no, thank you. No, no. Or like, uh, what is it? Like Alaska, Alaska. Eh, no, I think when you do all the cruises, eventually yeah. then you all end up going to Alaska. And yeah. You Alaska. will on those. Yeah. Yeah. Because people are like, yeah. Oh wow. It's, it's great. You see this waterfall from your cruise you know, from your, yeah. from your balcony. And then you see like maybe some orca or you see some like <laughs> yeah. bald eagles because you're just like, okay, uh, I've seen enough beaches, yeah. but, but yeah. And one of the things that comes to mind also is the fact that you, you're like, I think you, don't you like watching movies? Aren't you like a movie guy? Cause you used to be. Jelson's going to watch this and laugh. Dude, I can't even stay awake for a movie. I like to watch. Is it Jelson is the one? Yeah. That's the movie guy. Okay. I, I love to watch movies. Because I don't think you. I, so but that's I the, cannot this. stay awake to <laughs> save my life. And if I do, for some reason, she's like shocked. She's like, you must like this and movie. movies are getting really long. I know. They're almost like, almost most movies that come out are three hours. Dude, an hour, hour and a half max. Yeah. I'm done. I'm checked out. That's it. I love I love movies, but I just I, I just I don't know. Gone in sixty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like ten minutes. That's it. You're gone. <laughs> Snoring. Literally, I'm like ten minutes. I'm out. No. That that's that's yeah. But <laughs> actually, you know what? Like the movie dates, we have like a nice movie theater near our house. So even like during the prep and stuff, I'll take Jelson on like a date there sometimes. Mm -hmm. So well, let's let's circle up, and I want to talk about Pittsburgh because you guys are all guest post. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into the bodybuilding mm -hmm. portion of this podcast. Here we go. How did you think it went and who do you think, who impressed you the most? I think it was great. I think um, what was super cool about it, if I can remove myself as a fan of bodybuilding, like it was epic to be honest. I mean, I remember like years back when you would have like Kai Green, Phil Heath, Evan Sintapani, Dexter Jackson, Juan Morel, all the guys, mm -hmm. you know, they all come out and just be Jay, Ronnie, all of them. Everybody would mm -hmm. be there. And it was just so cool to watch. Like, wow, you get to see all these monsters from the Olympia in their off season at the Pittsburgh Pro. And before I ever guest posed these last couple of years at Pittsburgh, I was like, I hope someday I get the honor to do this. And being there with Evigen last year, when Jim Mannion asked me, I was like, oh man, sick. Yeah, what, yeah. of course I'll jump up there, you know? Um, and Every, everybody thinks that you're, it was all planned out. Yeah, and it was so funny because he yeah. just asked you, he goes, hey, um, you want to get up on stage? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, uh, sure. Which makes it even better because that was yeah. the big one that kind of shocked everybody. Yeah. yeah. So how did you feel going into it a second time? Good, man. I mean, I look, the first time I didn't even know I was going to be there yeah. at the guest post. Yeah. This time, everybody knew I was going to be there to guest post. So there was a, 
a, a little bit of pressure that come with yeah. it. But to be honest, I feel like it's going to be what it's going to be. I'm always giving my best. I'm always, you know, training hard, doing my best. So, and checking in with him to make sure that I'm not going too mm -hmm. off the rails. So I knew it was going to be good. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know how good it would be. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think, um, it was a great turnout. Who impressed you most? Um, cause on the internet, everything I saw was you and Samson. Every time there was a photo posted of yeah. the six guys or whatever it was you, Samson, that was what everybody was talking about. I mean, is that kind of a bad question to ask me since I'm the one on stage? No, but after the fact, or yeah. let's say, I mean, were you looking at anybody when you were up there? Not when I was up there. I was just but I'm saying fun. like backstage or whatever. Was there anybody sound like, yeah. like, oh, they made good improvements That's or this, whatever. I'm just saying like, did anything stand out to you necessarily? I, to me, it was pretty much what I expected. Yeah. I think, I think they've all made improvements to be honest. Like, and I'm, that's not just, me. I agree with that. I yeah. agree with that. I think everyone has, even yeah. Sean, yep. even Sean yep. looked rounder and mm -hmm. fuller than I've seen him. Yep. And yeah. I asked him what his weight was. I can't remember what it was, but I'm like, I remember whatever he said, it was the heaviest he's ever been. Yes. And he I'm said like, that. Dang, stacked. So I think it was cool. I think everybody made improvements. Obviously, uh, Nick's made improvements. Um, Samson's made improvements. Rami's made improvements. And all, I mean, all Hunter, Nick, all of them. And so, no, it was just fun to be up there. And I, and like I said in the beginning, going back several years to the guys that came before me, yeah. I just felt like this is <clears throat> this is like uh, today's era, and I get to be a part of it. And it's just so cool and awesome as a fan <clears throat> that I get to be a part of this group of of amazing athletes. Yeah. And um, I think this one's definitely this Pittsburgh Pro is going to be one of the one of the best you know off season guest posings maybe in, in history. I don't know. Well, I think the reason why everyone looks so good is because you have a couple people that are planning on doing a show. So I think Hunter Labrada is getting ready for a show, I believe. Yep. Um, you have Samson just coming off the Arnold, mm -hmm. which wasn't too long ago, but you also have Nick who has been in really good shape mm -hmm. and he's focusing on his off season, trying to get all his body parts to grow and just get rounder and fuller. And then you have other athletes that um, are just really tightened up where in the past, because there was no social media, nobody cared. So you get some bad pictures. I, I, you know, what comes to mind is, is Sean Roden, right? Mm -hmm. You know, God rest his soul. He came one year and he looked really yep. out of shape, yep. really out of shape. And I don't know if it was a combination of him not training or him just, just coming off his diet, but I just remember and everybody was mo just mortified. And I feel like, there was times where you'd see some of these guys that were top guys and they would show up way out of shape because they didn't have to worry so much mm -hmm. about their, their physique because they didn't have the sponsorships weren't like, I'm not gonna say 24 seven, but the, the social media that you got to look good in your photographs while you're doing your videos and your selfies and you're doing all, all of, all of the different things that are required by your sponsors or your own personal brand. All of that stuff is a new requirement. So people have to stay in shape because if you get sloppy, you can't do photos, you can't do videos, you can't mm -hmm. do any of those things. It doesn't matter what division you're in anymore. Where in the past, the person, the division that would get the biggest buy on that, like they just, okay, they're open. These guys got to get big. And so being sloppy was okay. But now no one's really sloppy anymore. Yeah, everybody came in and, and was in good shape. Yeah, very good shape. Right? Very good shape. But- Going back to let's just 
how did you feel when you guys were pumping up backstage? Was everybody just kind of like checking each other out going, okay, like, you know, kind of like, Hey, like, Oh, that guy's, you know, that guy's chest is a little flat or this guy's like arms are kind of like not, not looking that great. Okay. Uh, I'll give you my honest perspective. Um, we're all friends at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. And, and we all get along and we, we have a good time. We joke around, we have fun with each other, but, um, there is a sense that in the back of people's minds, it's like, there is kind of like, hmm, I'm checking you out and see, you know, you know what I mean? Like, just like, I haven't seen him for a while. I wonder what he looks like. So I, I sense that. Um, but nonetheless, we're, we're there to have fun and, and put on a show. So, but that being said, uh -huh. when you guys were all pumping up backstage, mm -hmm. was everybody like looking at each <laughs> other or was everybody just <laughs> looking at you and Nick and um, Samson mostly like, <laughs> Yeah, there, I mean, you know, stop it. Yeah, stop. There, take, take, there, there take off the filter there for one second. There's definitely a lot of eyeballs coming our way. Yeah. Okay. And um, but there's also a lot of lot of hard pumping up too, right well, before. <laughs> I, but I also think at the same time, there's a lot of understanding that like it really doesn't matter what you like look like. Yeah. Then there's an understanding that it's what you look like on the day. Yeah. Of the Olympics. Yeah. Exactly. So it's kind of like somebody yeah. could look a bit softer yeah. or somebody super shredded, and it's like, well, yeah. today's not you know. Yeah. You're just extrapolating, oh, this is what they might look like. I think that the main thing that people were surprised by last year was just going to be seeing you because mm -hmm. it was so far out of your normal right. weight cap. Right. But I think for the most part, everybody looks at guest posing. It's like, oh, this is cool to see all of them and everything, but it mm -hmm. doesn't really matter what they look like today. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, with this, though, I, I, I'll i be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I expected you guys to be like, hey, let me, you know, Nick, you need some extra oil and just, just, <laughs> just douse them with just tons of oil and be like, oh, yeah, that's going to make them look like shit. <laughs> It's going to make him look like shit when he gets up there. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, you're, I, I think you're tan smearing. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Because you, then you guys went up into the audience. So for those of you that weren't uh, there, they came out up on stage and then they were out in the audience uh, and then, you know, mixing it up out there and it was packed house. Yeah. Super packed. And I was surprised because it's the most packed I've ever seen. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. And I've been going there for over 20 years. And what I saw was the fact that this place was just electric because you guys all were out there. And like you said, it's the new generation. It's mm -hmm. a new generation of bodybuilders. So being able to see all of you guys, and then you saw the 212 champ, you saw you, you saw, you know, Nick, you got to see big Rammy who mm -hmm. obviously there was like a big, big controversy last year with him not showing up. And then nobody knew what happened. And then all of a sudden, then you jumped up on stage, all of those different things that went, went on. But, um, how, you know, did you get a chance to talk to Rammy at all? Yeah, Rami is cool. Actually, I had dinner with him uh -huh. uh, that night. Actually, uh, super cool guy. But um, I, don't, I mean, we, it wasn't too much to talk about. Just hey, how you doing? How's your family? Like, how you been? Uh, just small talk like that. But uh, like you were saying, like the the crowd was packed. The energy was so high for me. That's that's what I'm really there to focus on. I'm there to have fun and 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 be with the guys that I you know that I'm competing with. But um, but ultimately, like I'm there to like we're there to put on a show, and then we're there to like you know really bring the energy to the crowd and 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 feed off that, and and I just I, I felt it from the time you know the first guy walked on stage to the last, and we were all up there going out to the crowd, and and then just even afterwards, like people were you know screaming and yelling, and and even whenever like oh who's who's gonna take the Olympia this year, and the people were just like this guy, this guy. And, and so I don't know, man, like that's what I'm there for. That's what excites me. And, and it definitely motivates cool. you, right? It totally motivates me. Yeah. Cause it's, you're just like, I remember afterwards you're like, okay, so I'm going to get to work. I did. I came off. I was like, all right, what do you think? He's like, 
yeah, yeah, we can, okay, good. But um, I was like, all right, let's go. Like, like game plan now. Come on. <laughs> Has there been a moment in your career, competitive career, maybe a moment like this at the guest posing or on stage at the Olympia first call out, what, yeah. whatever it might be. Has there been like one moment specifically where something set in really, really hard of like, dang, I'm here. Like when we're growing up as a fan of the sport, watching bodybuilders, looking up to bodybuilders from back in the day and then being one of those people mm -hmm. now. Has there been any specific moment where it's kind of just like, set in that you're actually there yeah there's been a few times um the first time obviously was when i first turned pro and the same yeah. year i went to the olympia i was like holy crap <laughs> like <laughs> these are the guys i'm looking up to yeah. that like inspired and motivated me to even step on stage for the first time mm -hmm. now i'm standing next to them on the on the biggest stage in the world mm -hmm. and holy crap i'm in the first call out what so you know that year obviously flex lewis won the 212 the following year, you know, I play second to him, but the, at that point I realized, okay, I'm, I'm here. And that was for the 212. And then I would say the getting with, with Hani and working with Hani, that was whenever like, I'm like, wow, like he really has belief in me. Cause I always looked up to Hani too, as well. Um, <laughs> to be honest, you know, I was kind of a fanboy of Hani as well, uh, uh, as him coaching with Phil and Jay. And, um, so being able to work with him was like, wow, like, you know, he has belief in me. So it's like kind of like an I'm here moment. And then um, when obviously winning the 212 Mr. Olympia was a, a super pivotal moment in my life. And then again, like we talked about last year's mm -hmm. uh, guest posing was mm -hmm. um, that was when like, all right, like some really good things are in the works, I think. So being here now, being at that point where you are one of those people, what would be one piece of advice you would give your amateur competitor self? Um, well, uh, the best advice that I like to always give first time competitors. Um, no, no, he's saying, I'm specifically, saying specifically you. you talk to yourself. You're talking to yeah. yourself as a competitor. Yeah. Not any kind of like, not saying you're going to give me something no, generic. I'm not. But I'm saying, give mm -hmm. me something like, like what if you thought back to yourself right now and after yeah. like, cause I can think of a lot of stuff I would say to myself when I was like 18, 19. <laughs> yeah and so it's like what would be something that like think about exactly where you were when you were kind of getting into this and like even if it's something like reassuring of like no that's why it that's why i was gonna say this is the best advice i could give anyone because it's, it's the advice i would, would give i yourself. would give myself yeah stay in your lane mm -hmm. this is your bodybuilding journey you cannot control what anybody else is doing if you compare yourself to anyone else only do it to see like wow like they've done something incredible and they've showed you what's possible and that should give you some sort of um reassurance and confidence that that you can do it too um and if something hasn't been done and you want to do it like arnold says if it's never been done great i'll be the first to do it mm -hmm. so if you can just look at at your physique and say this is what i've been given by god and i want to make the most of it and each show is like a milestone and it's not the end all be all make or break of, of who I'm going to be as a bodybuilder. You just look at each show as a milestone as how you're progressing in your physique, then you can just keep those blinders on. And I think you can, and also another point too, is drawing motivation from a positive place rather than a negative place. Mm -hmm. um, if you can do those two things, keep the blinders on draw motivation from a positive place, then I, I really feel like the sky's the limit in what you can do as a bodybuilder or really anything in life. Yeah, that's big. That's big because a lot of 
it doesn't matter if you're a bodybuilder or you're an entrepreneur, it, you won't, any kind of business owner, you're always looking at something to kind of get you going and, mm -hmm. and you use it as motivation. It's mm -hmm. the competitive side in nature in you. And I feel that that stuff is very temporary. Absolutely. It's, it's very temporary. And I think that you have been able to change a lot of your persona, the way you look at things, the, your outlook on life because of that. And I think that obviously we've had our deep, deep conversations. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that everybody always asks me is like, what do you think has made Derek change so much? And what do you think it is? Well, like I said, in Pittsburgh or everywhere I go, when I get the chance, I always, you know, I give it to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is number one in my life. So honoring God and putting him first. Uh, but you were always had a relationship. With, I, I did, with, but it with, wasn't the same. I was, it really wasn't. So the what same. changed? Um, Truly giving my life to God. And it's not always easy. I, there are times where I feel closer to God and there's times where I feel a little bit more distant. He's always there. He's always got us. But the thing is, it's like we can either choose to to draw closer to him or we can try to to do it ourselves and and take control of our own lives. And it's never going to work out better when you do that. So when you give it to God and you just say, God, whatever you have for my life, I'm now he says, listen, you can't just rely on me. There's work that you have to do. You have to be wise enough to understand that you have to go to the gym if you want to be Mr. Olympia. You can't just expect me to hand you the Mr. Olympia title if that's if that's what I've called you to do. Um, so you need to be wise enough that there's work involved. And um, but but allowing him to guide your life and say, you know, God, like whatever wherever you're guiding me, I trust you that it's it's better than what I have in in my plans. And we think we have the best plans. If I can check this box and do this and get here, then then everything's gonna be perfect. And you know, I think I told you yesterday, it's like somebody asked me, did you ever think that your bodybuilding career would be what it is today? And I said, to be honest, if I could have wrote it myself, it wouldn't have been half as good as what it is now. I still think that there's a lot more to come I really do. I feel like this is just the tip of the iceberg, but if I could write my story up to this point, it wouldn't have even been this good. And I contribute that all, like I said, to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And like you said, I've always had belief. I grew up in church. Um, you know, my, my mother raised me in church and thank God she did because I always had some sort of relationship with God. And I just chose to try to take control of myself and, and lead my own life. And when I was doing that, it was kind of rebellion, right? And it, and not purposeful, not like, God, I don't need you. It's just like, you just think you need to take control and do it yourself. And um, then you realize one day you just wake up and you're like, man, this is just isn't working out. This is just, I'm, I don't know why I'm doing everything. I feel like I'm doing everything right. I've, I'm working really hard, but it's just not, it's not panning out. It's, I, I feel like I'm going backwards, if anything. And um, there was a point in my life where, um, I was in such a dark place, man. So depressed that it was to the point where I, I literally didn't even want to be here anymore. Was that when you were not kind of going sliding backwards? Um, yeah, yeah. I, um, and when I say that in terms of placings, right? Cause, uh, it wasn't just the placings. It was just, I, I thought it was the placings at the time, but it really was just like how I, I viewed myself 
kind of like like i i just i just kind of started realizing that like oh man like like i'm um i'm not the per I, i'm not the person that i truly want to be i'm 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 I want to be one person. I say I'm a per, I'm one person, but I'm I'm acting in a different way, and I and I don't like it. And I want to truly, you know, live my life better, you know. And and here's the thing: I know I'm not perfect. I know I'm never going to be perfect, and that's why I said in the beginning. Sometimes I feel closer to God. Sometimes I feel a little bit more distant. Sometimes I try to take control of myself still, um, and it just. I, I try to realize it and I try to quickly run back to him as fast as I possibly can. Um, <clears throat> but it's not easy because I am a human being. Um, I live in this world. I try not to live into it, uh, but I do live in this world and I am, I am a human being. So I know that I am flawed and that I am going to make mistakes whether I, I, I want to or not. <clears throat> and, um, I just have to try to catch myself as fast as possible. Well, I feel like you're, you're much more grateful. I'm way more grateful. Yeah. Believe me. And I that has like been huge. Felt that in the past things were owed to you. Yeah. And I feel like that's honestly, most people, mm -hmm. people think that things are owed to them yep. or they want to blame others mm -hmm. or wherever they're not in their lives. And when you get into that realm of, of, of finger pointing mm -hmm. and you don't want to take responsibility, what ends up happening is you just become very bitter. Yep. Well, that's where I was. That's exactly where I was because I was like, I'm not a bad person. I, I, I feel like my heart is in the right place. I feel like I'm, I'm doing good. I'm just, but, but truly when I look back, that is kind of how I felt. Like if I do this, then I deserve that. And it just isn't the case. That's why like, uh, I did another podcast one time. Um, I think it was on food channel or something like mm -hmm. that. And, um, we were talking about, something and i and i said these are all blessings i don't feel like i earn anything mm -hmm. literally like I, I just don't feel like i earn anything and i feel like i do the work and god will bless me with with what he wants to give me and whether that's true or not i don't know that's what i believe yeah and i think a lot of people <clears throat> don't realize a spirituality and organized religion everybody has their different journey in this mm -hmm. right so people will talk about god but they may not be christian or they may not be uh, Muslim, if they talk about, mm -hmm. you know, God, but they, maybe they came from different things. And and I feel that religion in general tends to, even though it's man-made and there's a lot of tradition and mm -hmm. I think we were talking a little bit about this last night at dinner, it, what it does is it, a lot of the time it just makes you into a better person mm -hmm. because there's rules to live by. And some people call it karma. Some people call it like divine intervention of, of putting things out into the universe and what, what comes back at you. And again, different forms of, of some, some type of karma, let's call it. And, and I feel like I, I inherently believe in that. Mm -hmm. I really do. I feel like if you put positive energy out, you'll get positive energy in. And if you're constantly negative, you're going to attract negative things that are going to happen to you. Because I've known so many bodybuilders in the last 30 years I've been coaching. And one of the things that I've noticed is that if your mindset is negative, negative things are going to occur. And when I say that, I mean, you're going to turn around and have injuries. You're going to have uh, different types of relationship issues with your significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, you might have with your sponsor. You just, that negative energy. You need to figure out ways of cleaning it up. I mean, you did it and you continue to do that through um, Christianity and, and what 
your core beliefs. But I feel like even those that don't mm-hmm. aren't, 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 let's say Christian, but they're just trying to figure out how to create like a, to become a little bit more elevated mm-hmm. in terms of their, in terms of their sp- spirituality. Um, you know, you talk, you, you, you hear Sebum, he talks about being blessed. Yeah. He's not a religious guy in any means, but he talks about being, you know, feel like he's very blessed for all the things that have you know occurred. Um, and uh, even Hadi in, in Farsi, he always, you know, says uh, different things that, that reflect back to a greater purpose of God. Yeah. And I, and I feel like people that are, are really in tuned with that tend to have more positivity and it attracts more positivity. But when you're constantly negative, I just feel like that frequency you have to change. And I think it also creates a sense of calmness and, and order when you do know that those things are being put out there in a positive light. Right. And you, you said something about religion. I don't really talk about religion ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I am a Christian, um, but I, <clears throat> I preach. I don't even want to say I preach. I don't like the word preach either. Um, I just talk about my faith and relationship in Jesus, with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, if I didn't have that, then I would have no sort of foundation for my life. I think we can all agree that there are certain things you should and shouldn't do. Yeah. Live by the golden rule, like treat others how you'd want to be treated and shouldn't steal, kill or whatever. Mm-hmm. Obviously that, that that's pretty obvious to anyone. Right. But like, other than that, there's really no foundation or there wouldn't be a foundation to my life if I didn't have Jesus. Right. right? And so <clears throat> I think like, it, yeah, like when you say religion can make you a better person. Sure. But like, that's where the foundation of my life comes from is, is that relationship with God and my faith in Christ. What is uh, the response been like as a bodybuilder in the fitness industry, sharing your, your faith and talking about it? What is, is there a percentage of good, oh. bad? What, what, what is the response like? Cause I know there's not a ton of people who are super forward facing with it. I couldn't tell you a percentage to say. Yeah. Um, and when I started being more outspoken about mm-hmm. my faith, there was really no talk mm-hmm. at all. And so I just did because it was like, like, we, did you talking. expect it to be more negative or positive or I just thought you... people would just be like, why are you talking mm-hmm. about that? Like why, like there, you know what? Like, or just kind of like hush, hush, just not no response. Really? I didn't think it was going to be positive or negative. I thought maybe there'd be some people was like, okay, cool. Yeah, me too. But truthfully, like there's been an overwhelming amount of people that like, come up to me at a booth, you know, I like, for example, I think the Arnold um, classic at the Evagen booth, I would say 80% of the people or more was like, thank you for sharing your faith. Mm-hmm. And like we talked at the Pittsburgh pro, whenever I, you know, I said, I, you know, when I want to thank my Lord and savior, Jesus Christ, like the whole crowd, just like a lot of people. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. And, right. and I, do, did I expect that? No positive um, applause. Like, do I expect that? No. Do, is that what I'm looking for to like looking for when I say that? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, it's, it's great that, that I get that kind of response and it's not even for me. I don't like, I don't think of it for myself. I'm just glad those people's lives are saved is all I care about. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I do it because I feel like he's given me this platform and I just want to honor him through it. Um, do you ever get like, you know, razzed about the fact that they're like, Oh, you take PEDs and how do you, how do you, you know what? I mean, how do you handle that? People say that. And, um, it's, it it definitely is a touchy subject for sure. By the way, if you didn't know, he's not natural. 
<laughs> I didn't, <laughs> kinda, say, I didn't nat- say that. Natty Light. <laughs> you and you and you and uh, Michael Hearn. <laughs> but there's nothing biblically. Of course, um, it's a fine line, and that stuff didn't even exist in a way. But I wouldn't say that there's a stark biblical anti. Mm. I'll tell you this: if I wasn't the bodybuilder that I am, mm-hmm. would I be able to reach this many people and bring that many people to Christ? I don't think that I could. I think if I if I didn't if I didn't compete in the Olympia and I didn't have the platform that I have, which I feel like I've been called to do, then I don't feel like I would be able to um, witness to so many people. Yeah, but I wouldn't say. But I, I think that even um... and the thing is here too is that um, we are all put on Earth for a reason. We all have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Whether you believe it or not, I think we all deep down believe it. Um, sometimes we turn away from it or we try to search too hard for our purpose when we just need to accept it. Mm-hmm. I just felt it in my heart that I'm going to be a bodybuilder. Like, I just feel like this is what I need to do. I even told uh, my girlfriend, now my wife, at one point, I said, I know this isn't what you signed up for. You didn't meet me as a bodybuilder, but I just feel like this is who I am and what I need to do. And she said, I'm behind you 100%. Mm-hmm. That was a tough thing because like, I didn't know how she was going to respond to that. Um, But um, we all are put on earth for a reason. We all have purpose and a calling and we have a very short window of that when it comes to the grand scheme of eternity. We talk about eternity after we are here, right? Mm -hmm. When we're gone from here. But what about before we were here? What about while we're here? What about after we're gone? Eternity is forever. Mm -hmm. Before, during, and after we're here on earth, we have a short window of a few years. When I say a few years, maybe a hundred. Very unlikely that it's going to be a hundred. And so what are we here for? What impact are we going to make? And are we going to honor him through it? Mm -hmm. So let, let me rewind that a little bit. Let's walk that back. So, Austin, are you basically saying that there's nothing biblical about... Be, I wouldn't you know? say that there's nothing inherently evil about, of course, it's your your body's a temple you're meant to take care of. and and yep. but, but that to me is like, okay, if you are, which that's a slippery slope, don't come after me. I'm not saying I'm <laughs> creating my own discernment of it, but I'm just saying that like, if you are going about it in a healthier way, monitoring certain markers, keeping an eye on things, getting regular blood tests, kind of, yes, of course, it's not the healthiest thing, but there's so many unhealthy things that we do just artificial sweeteners or going and, you know, driving a fast car. There's so many different things that I think that like you saying that and going down the tangent of saying that I'm doing, think about how many people I'm able to reach. That's almost like saying that, like I am, I had to commit a crime to go evangelize in jail, meaning you're kind of insinuating that the PEDs themselves are not good. And it's not necessarily saying they're a healthy thing for you, but I wouldn't say that anything I've seen biblically is saying they're inherently evil or wrong. It's, um, so that, that's kind of why I'm just distinguishing that is I'm saying that like I, there's nothing out there that from what I've seen says that there is a reason that they're bad other than simply saying that your body's a temple, something to take care of, something to keep healthy and strong and all of those things. But uh, I think that it's just, it's, it was giving almost like a negative insinuation that you were like doing this unhealthy, this negative thing, mm-hmm. but now we're able to reach a ton of people. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that like, I don't necessarily see it as that kind of way of like, you had to do this thing that is biblically bad, but now you're able to reach a bunch of people because it's like, is, is that something that I believe is a good thing? 
No. Yeah. I, I don't. don't think there's anybody who's going to say it's a, you know, a um, good thing. I, I, maybe this is a, a bad argument here, but it's just kind of the first thing that comes to mind, right? Is like where I come from is a small town of India, Indiana and uh, we're like a coal mining town. Mm-hmm. Right. Is there just, is nobody supposed to be coal miners because they, they shouldn't be breathing in the, the that air, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how many other jobs are, you know, like, um, an Not NFL player, healthy. somebody who's going and, you know, yeah. bashing their head into something repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's, that's kind of why, I, yeah, you, yeah, I think that is a good analogy because I'm not necessarily like the insinuation that you had initially though was mm-hmm. like, well, that's not the way I looked th- at it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just clarifying because yeah. it sounded like you're saying, well, like I look at how many people I am able to reach. And I'm yeah. Like, oh, it's not necessarily. Yeah. Definitely. It's not something that I, yeah. I think is a good thing necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, uh, but like I said, like, like that's, but I, there, I think there's a lot, there's people depending on kind of how they translate. Mm-hmm what your faith is yeah and they say okay well you're not supposed to drink you're not supposed to do this you're not supposed to do that but obviously in in the christian religion from what i know again you know Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem to be an issue like it would be in islam right Mm -hmm. so when you're looking at different faiths and you're looking at the muslim faith you know it's 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 forbidden to drink alcohol Mm -hmm. right in it's forbidden to even eat, to eat certain things right right pork 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 um things that you know even their meat is supposed to be halal again i'll be I, honest I, i'm not the biggest fan of pork anyway <laughs> yeah but but in general those are some some religious rules now how much of that would be because of the fact that someone hundreds if not thousands of years ago right uh sat up and said look we're going to make this a religion because especially at the time pork is bathing in its own filth mm-hmm and people are getting sick eating this. So we're going to make this into like mm-hmm. a, Hey, don't do this because of religion and, or make it into a, and then it, all of a sudden it says like, tell the village, stop eating this because people are getting sick. And then they make it into a, like part of the religion. I don't know. Those are, those are questions that scholars know way better than I do on both sides of, of maybe not even scholars. Or, maybe it's just the God thing. Well, like actually one of the <laughs> best, so just really quick, this is actually yeah. the best argument I've ever heard against. Um, now it's coming from Catholicism. I was raised Catholic, my family. Uh, one of my brothers went to school for like, it's nine years to become a priest. He ended at seven, but he, so has a theology degree, philosophy degree, has obviously studied in quite in depth. And I asked him one time and I was like, do you think that steroids would be any, any way anti-biblical or anything like that? And after talking it through, Catholicism doesn't believe in contraception. Mm-hmm. So actually that was the only, after talking through a bunch of the different layers of things, the only thing he could think of is believing this go down a bunch of rabbit holes and everything though, that, that, um, you'd be sterile essentially. Yeah. That, that like sex it, it with a bit biblically is supposed to keep that contained, meaning it's supposed to be that it has a purpose. And one of those purpose is creating children. So if you're shutting off one of those things, then it's you becoming, you're playing God by creating it into something else that you want it to be, not what it was initially designed for. So the only thing that we could kind of talk about is like, if you're taking it with the sole intention of, I'm going to sterilize myself essentially so that way I can go do a bunch of these things and not need to worry about it. Then that is you kind of taking control of your body, becoming God saying, I now am creating sex into what I want it to be. So like I had a pretty in-depth conversation with, you know, something that's not the end all be all, but like I was kind of digging in initially. I was like, is, is our, you know, could hormones be taken in any kind of way as something that's not biblical? But I think it's, it's like, it kind of just comes back to like, are you honoring God or are you honoring yourself? Yeah. Your soul, your actual intentions, only yeah. God knows your intentions yeah. and what you're actually going into something with. And someone like someone can sit here and say, praise God, praise God, praise God. And they don't truly mean it in their heart. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then someone can truly mean it 
you know, and or truly live their their life for God and and not just be super outspoken about it. But mm -hmm. but for me, like I said, I feel like I've been given this platform and I want to be able to honor him and I want to be outspoken. I would even if it cost me, even if it cost me something in the future, I'm okay. I'm not turning away from my Lord and Savior. I'm sorry. I think that you have a cool opportunity with this because I don't necessarily think there would be a lot of religious, a lot of people who are very religious. Bodybuilding is going to seem a bit immodest or it's not going to be something that they gravitate towards a ton. So you kind of almost get a group of people to talk to who may be hearing it for the first time or, you know, had never really thought about it or thought that you could be in it <laughs> and have that. One of my really good friends, he, he's obviously a Christian too. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> he said it so perfectly one time. But um, many years ago, I don't know what we were talking about. Maybe it was the bodybuilding thing. I don't know. Um, but he said, hey, man, um, everybody is supposed to be witness to, right? Like we're supposed to be fishers of men. We're supposed to go not live into the world, but go out to, in the world and go preach, go bring people to God, right? And if there is a drunk at the bar, and that's the only place that you can meet that person. Are you not supposed to ever go to that bar? Mm -hmm. Not saying you necessarily need to contribute and, and drink, but if you were to say you should never go to that bar, hey, you should never go to biblical. I'm just <laughs> a lot of wine at those weddings and things. <laughs> I'm just saying, I just say like, I think well, it comes back to our intentions, right? Yes. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also if you run PCT, you should be okay. All right. <laughs> that's, what I'm that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like, honestly, as long as I'm not staying but like, sterile. that's why it's such, a, it's such a slippery slope because really it's like, nobody knows the true intentions of somebody, somebody who's like a, extremes, but like a serial killer on death row. And they have an actual transformation the night before, whatever people are like, no, there's no way. But like, we have no clue. We can't pretend. Let me break know. something to you. Huh? There was one perfect human being ever that walked this planet and it was Jesus Christ. I don't care what we think or what we believe. None of us are perfect. On that note, <laughs> no, man, it's, it's, it's good to hear because I know that you've changed a lot and every time, even in Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. so many people came up to me and said, man, he's changed so much. Fuad said it on the podcast from his first podcast with you to the That's right. when he had Fuad, you that. He did mention that. Uh -huh. he, I, I should probably watch that first one. I don't even remember. You told me not to watch it. I haven't watched it. I don't know. I just remember that was one of the worst. I remember that that was one of the worst. But what was times. so bad? I mean, honestly, I don't know. Now I want to see well, it even more now. I, I don't because know. the Fuad podcast. I I want it. I only I got to see this because I mean we, you we just talking I'll, I'll out tell of you your this. ass. What were I, you saying? I, I don't remember. It was such a blur to me that I remember before going on to the podcast. I remember like I don't want to do this. Were you I'll, drunk? No. I remember <laughs> that I, was a joke, but no. I, you never know. <laughs> I remember going into the podcast and I was thinking, I don't want to do this. I'm not in the right headspace. Got it. And I, and it was all such a blur. And then we ended it. And I remember like that didn't go well. And I don't even know what I said. I just, excuse me. I just remember, <laughs> uh, I just remember that like the response wasn't great. And I was just like, man, I knew I shouldn't have done it because I just was not in a good spot. That was like what I'm talking about. Like that was around the time that I just was not good. Like I, I didn't really want, I was so depressed, man. I was really in a bad place in my life. And I just remember that going into it. I remember it after the interview early podcast. And then, yeah, the whole comment section, I guess it was not, I don't know. I didn't even rewatch it at all, but. 
What was the common saying? I, well, I don't even remember. I just remember it was so bad. It was like, <laughs> but if you truly believe that there is a specific purpose and things for you being here and everything like that, that is part of it. People have to see the change yeah. in you yeah. from beginning to end. Yeah. Otherwise, if they just see a great person all the time, like, oh, you could have just been born a great person. Yeah. Just we're always that. <laughs> born a great person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you could have just been born that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Just born a great person. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. But yeah, that's great because- what I'm seeing is just that personal growth. And I think that it, it's helped your anxiety. Just, yeah. And this was, you know, a topic that we were going to talk about with anxiety. It's not even helped my anxiety, anxiety alone. It's helped my own personal life. Like you said, be more grateful. It's helped my marriage at home. It's helped my friendships, my family, business. It's just everything in my life has, has, has been so great i mean there's not like this there's always ways there's nothing's ever perfect right but like everything has just been so much better um since then man so that's yeah. awesome man thank you for sharing all that i know it's yeah. not easy especially when you start going deep into faith and a lot of the things mm -hmm. but um hopefully people will take a lot from this because yeah. it's uh it's finding different layers to a person like yourself who've had such a huge change in the last several years. Well, very few people have asked me the stuff we just talked about and definitely not publicly. Like I was not expecting us to talk about this at all. I, we weren't going to, I think and, this just kind of, <laughs> kind of went into that direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was, and, and so like, that's just what I believe, man. That's just me. No, thank you for being so candid. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, right now, off season, we got one more day with you here. Yeah. We're going to be able to train again tomorrow and then you're back to Tampa and then you're going to go on your Actually, cruise. Actually, we're here until Saturday. That's right. Saturday and then yeah. Tampa. Uh, then you're going to be going on your cruise yeah. and then from there it's on. So you're going to make sure to send in check-in pictures during the cruise? Uh, we'll, we'll I see. want a full day of eating on the stories. I want a full oh, day of eating. Are, is, want, it, you didn't bring Trevor with you, dear. You? No, 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 no. I'm saying legitimately. Look, like, I was <laughs> like, dude, that's bad. Yeah, no, Trevor, we love you, bro, but not yeah, Don't do Instagram stories, a full day of eating. Like everything you get from a buffet, photo of that. Okay. And then we'll, and then we'll do like the whole trip as like, you better an take an extra evil log. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll do like an expense, like a write-off since it's for social media. Yeah. Dude, legit. So many people would want to see what a full day of eating completely open yeah. on a buffet setting. What does Derek actually eat? And I only show. Yeah. Up. If you're an accountant out there, let Derek know in the comments below <laughs> if he can just, off? if he can justify being able to post those on social media. Hey, my accountant already told me he's good. He's like, go for it. You're yeah, good. any we'll, any other accountants out there? The <laughs> go IRS in, has entered the chat. Yeah, go into go into the. Uh, I'm kidding. Go into the comment section of the YouTube page, and uh, <laughs> let, let us know if Derek can write off all of those meals. Uh, actually, it's part of the cruise, right? Because it comes with it. See, and the whole cruise is right, if, right if, if it's if it's a, a cruise that's designed for content. No, cruise well, for content. Hashtag cruise for content. Not just content, but like this is therapy. That's, oh, oh, this is, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no, that's it that's it oh buddy <laughs> buddy uh, again thank you so much we're gonna do uh if you guys haven't seen any of the workouts uh, that we posted they will be posted actually in the next day or so during the weekend so check out the evagen nutrition channel the workouts are gonna be posted there and then as always look at his youtube as well as congratulations you hit over a hundred thousand on your youtube yeah over a hundred thousand yeah, subscribers that's Man, great that's huge milestone for us yes thank you for everybody that subscribed yes and then also ig i know your ig is growing as well yeah. and it's great i really you know enjoy watching you guys especially when you and jelson do your little tiktok stuff yeah, yeah those are the best but um and we'll just 
continue to keep sharing with all of the people out there that are watching. Absolutely. It's fun. It's great. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for being here. Hani Rambon, Austin, and we got Derek Lunsford, runner-up at the Mr. Olympia 2022 and 2021 Olympia 212 winner. And that's the truth. <laughs>